On this episode of Mix and Some Magic, I'm talking about Rogers the Musical, Disneyland's birthday, my mini event, and I'm joined by my friend Jess to talk all about her visit to Tokyo Disneyland. She's got so many great things to share. It's going to be a great episode. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix and Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome! I'm so happy that you're here. It feels really good to be back podcasting. I took a couple weeks off. I was out of town. I had a family reunion and we were camping and all kinds of things. So I took a couple weeks off, but now I'm back and I'm just really happy to be here. I just got back from Disneyland. I was there celebrating Disneyland's birthday and oh my goodness, it was so stinking hot. I couldn't believe it. But I mean, I could because I've been there when it's hot before, but I had forgotten. (laughs) It's like being pregnant. You only remember the good things and you forget how terrible it actually is. That's like Disneyland when it's hot. So I'm sure eventually I'll forget all the awfulness of how hot it was and just remember the good things. But right now, since I just got back yesterday, I am still remembering how hot it actually was. So hot, but it was really, really fun. I had never been there for Disneyland's birthday before. And I was joined by my friend Chantel, the Disneyland tour guide, and we did an opening day ride challenge. So we had like this little mini event and we met up with people at the end who anyone who completed all of the opening day attractions got a raffle ticket and we gave away a bunch of prizes and then we went and watched fireworks and we went on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and it was really fun to hang out with a bunch of Disney people and I got to meet a lot of new Disney friends and it was lots of fun. So we had a great time and maybe we'll do it again next year after I forget about how hot it actually was, (laughs) but it really was a ton of fun. I also got to see Rogers the musical for the first time. That's happening over in Disney California Adventure Park in the Hyperion Theater for a limited time. It's only there through August 31st. So I got to see that and I might have an unpopular opinion because I didn't love it. Everyone, all the Disney creators on social media are going on and on about how amazing it is. But I don't know. I didn't love it. It was fine. It was a great place to take a break. But by the time we got there early and we got in our seats and all of that, we were probably there an hour and 15 minutes. The show is 30 minutes. And I guess I was just expecting more. I was expecting Disney magic and I didn't feel any Disney magic from the show. The music was great. The performers were great. It was all great, but I just didn't feel like excited about it. Um, So I won't be seeing it again. I have a chance to see it again in a couple weeks, but I have other things I would rather do. Um, I feel like if you have little kids, they are not going to enjoy it at all. Even little kids who really like superheroes probably won't enjoy it. If your kids are under eight, 
or nine, they probably, it won't hold their attention. And I just thought it would be more of a show for everybody. And there would be maybe more superhero action, maybe more magic. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wanted to like it more. So there's my unpopular Disney opinion. If I was visiting for once in a lifetime or I only go every couple of years to Disneyland, I would totally skip it. I would not waste the hour and 15 minutes and skip out on attractions to watch Rogers the Musical. So there you go. There's my two cents. I'm glad I saw it because now I know that I don't need to go see it again. <laughs> I feel bad saying that. I know there's lots of people who love it. But do they really? Are they just saying that for social media? I don't know. But I'm telling you my honest opinion. You know I always tell you my honest opinion. And I didn't love it. So there you go. Do with that what you will. Um, let's see. What else happened? It was Disneyland's birthday. I already talked about that. I was surprised that there wasn't more happening at Disneyland for the birthday celebration. They had a couple of signs people could hold up and take pictures nearby, nearby with. They could take a picture with the sign that talked about Disney's 68th birthday. Um, they had a birthday donut at Jolly Holiday Bakery, which I had, and it was good. And then they had a little birthday cavalcade that took place um, like middle of the day. And it was just nothing special. It was kind of like their normal things that they do. They just had a little mini birthday cake float and then people saying happy birthday. I don't know. I thought there would be more, but I don't know what I was expecting. Again, maybe here's a thought. Maybe I was just grumpy because it was so stinking hot. And that's why I thought that Disney should do more for the birthday, and that's why I didn't love Rogers the Musical. It could have been because I'm hot. That's, I don't know. I don't know. It could be, though. <laughs> I want to remind you about my 100K giveaway. I have now surpassed 100,000 podcast downloads, and I want to say thank you because I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. You're you're just the best. It makes me so, so happy. I met a couple people at Disneyland who are podcast listeners. Um, and it's just so fun. I can't, I'm just like still blown away that we reached 100,000 downloads. And I want to say thank you by giving away $100. I wish I could give away $100,000 but I don't have it to give away. So that's not happening. But $100 is pretty good too, right? It's better than nothing. Now this giveaway is a little bit different because I wanted it to be open to everybody. In the past, I've done giveaways where um, you could enter just by leaving a comment, like a review on my podcast. But there's a lot of platforms that don't allow you to leave reviews. And so I decided that if I changed it just a little bit, more people could enter and it would be a little more fair. So in order to enter, you need to fill out this Google form that I have. I put a link in the show description so you can check it out. Fill it out. It asks for a secret password, password, a code word, so that you, I know that it's for actual podcast listeners so that people who fill it out are actual listeners. And then I want to give the, the, 
gift card, the Disney gift card. Did I say that already? It's a Disney, a $100 Disney gift card. Did I say that? I don't know. Um, I'm still a little tired from my trip, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure it was going to an actual podcast listener. So the code word is purple because it's my favorite color. So you can fill that in on the Google doc and next week, sometime around July 26th, I will be choosing a winner and I will announce the winner on a future episode. So I'm really excited about that. Make sure if you haven't entered already that you do, because I want you to win the $100 Disney gift card. All right, let me give you a little mini update on my apricot Armageddon situation. <laughs> I got home from Disneyland late last night and much to my overwhelming, no, how do I say that? Uh, much to my, I don't know, I'm really tired. I've only slept in my bed four times in the last three weeks. So it's it's all catching up with me. What I'm trying to say is I got home, I looked out into my backyard at my ginormous apricot tree and I was overwhelmed to see that it was full, full, full of ripe apricots that were falling off the tree and all over the ground. So apricots are ready. Um, I picked a bunch this morning, all that I could reach. And then my daughter reminded me that we used to make apricot nectar and I had forgotten about apricot nectar and it uses a ton of apricots and it's really, really easy to make. So I've got a batch going right now. You just like basically take the pits out of the apricots, boil them down, add a little sugar and lemon juice, and then put them in the canner and seal them up. And then you have apricot nectar. So that's what I'm working on today, boiling down some apricots. And then I figured I'll just give those little like jars of apricot nectar away for Christmas to my neighbors and friends. It'll be so perfect. And apricot nectar is actually really good. You mix it with a little bit of orange juice or you could mix it with like Sprite or ginger ale or put it in a smoothie. It's very yummy. So I think that's my plan for all my apricots or until I just totally burn out and can't look at another apricot. That's what's happening at my house in the next few days. I will let you know how many jars I actually do. We'll see. But I'm up to my eyeballs in apricots. And after that, I have peaches coming, raspberries coming, and apples coming. So it's all great. I just got to get rid of these apricots because they're my least, least favorite. But thank you. Thank you for everyone who offered suggestions about what to do with apricots. I loved it. I need all the help I can get. So I appreciate it so much. I am so excited about this episode because my friend Jess just got back from Tokyo Disneyland and she came on to tell me all about it. And I am so excited for you to hear it. If you've ever thought about visiting Tokyo Disneyland or just want to know more about it, you're going to love this episode. And she actually made me realize that Tokyo Disneyland may not really be as far out of reach as I thought it was for a family vacation. She made me realize that it really might be more affordable than I originally thought. Plus she talks all about the food and traveling there and all the things they did. And 
I asked her all the questions and I think you're going to love this episode and I'm so thankful to her for coming and chatting with us all about it. So let's take a quick break and when I come back, I'll have Jess with me and she's going to tell us all about Tokyo Disneyland. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. my friend Jess here to talk all about her latest vacation, which sounds absolutely amazing, to Disneyland Tokyo. Or is it Tokyo Disneyland? Tokyo Disneyland. Okay, Tokyo Disneyland. Thanks for being here, Jess. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I can't wait. I've been so excited to talk all about this because going to Tokyo Disneyland is on my bucket list. And I think it's on a lot of people's bucket lists. If it's not, it really should be. That's the way I look at it. If you love Disney, it should be. And we'll get into that, but it really should be on your bucket list. Oh, I can't wait. But first, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Yes. Hi. So my name is Jess or Jessica. Um, I go by whatever. You can call me Hey You and I'd probably answer. (laughs) Um, I am Nerdy Disney Jess on Instagram. Um, That's the only platform that I really do anything on. Um, by day, I am a patent attorney. So sometimes I will talk about Disney patents and things that I find that I think are interesting on there. Just kind of combine my, my work and my hobbies. And yeah, my favorite, um, thing is just connecting with other Disney people on Instagram. I think it's wonderful. So fun. Well, I'm going to put a link to your Instagram in the show notes so people can go check you out because you do share a lot of interesting things that most people just don't even think about with yeah. patents and Disney and maybe what's coming up in the future. Yeah. So um, the interesting thing about patents is um, it's kind of in the legal term is quid pro quo, which means that we give, uh, not we, whoever is inventing something, they tell the public about it in exchange for this limited right, which is what your patent is. You have 20 years from the date you filed to you're the only one that can sell it unless you license it. But in exchange, you have to tell the world about it. And so patents are published and most people don't realize that. So when you're inventing something cool like Disney does, there's a lot of great stuff that is hidden in a patent application. That's so interesting. So fun. Well, I'm glad you're doing that because then you're sharing more information. Well, good. So fun. Well, I want to ask you a couple of questions so we can get to know your Disney side. Okay. Okay. So tell us, what is your favorite Disney park? I am a Disneyland girl. Um, Me too. Yeah. I do like Disneyland. I did have somebody ask me when I was in Tokyo Disneyland, like, where does it compare? Um, And I still do like Disneyland the best. It's just, it seems like home, like my home park to me. Um, Yeah. So I'd say that one. Okay. Me too. What is your favorite ride? Any, any of the Disney parks, what's your favorite? It's, can I name three? Yes. Because I think I have three favorites. So whenever I go to Disneyland, I always go on Pirates and Soarin'. Those Mm -hmm. kind of seem like the two, I would say those are my favorites because I, I almost never go a trip without going on those because I can go on them over and over again. But my new favorite is the Beauty and the Beast ride from Tokyo <gasps> Disneyland because it was absolutely incredible. That looks so cool. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll talk about it. Yes. Oh, so cool. Okay. 
What is your favorite thing to eat at any of the Disney parks? Everything. Um, <laughs> my favorite place, I think, what I'd have to say is Jolly Holiday. Because mm-hmm. I wind up there, you know, for treats and for sandwiches and soup. And it just seems like an all-around good place. But I also frequent Pizza Planet and Pim's because they have unlimited Diet Coke. Yes. And that is, that is something that is necessary. Right? It's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I can sit there and have a rest and refill my Diet Coke two or three times. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a good plan. Have you tried <laughs> the ginger lime Diet Coke at Pim's? I have. I love that stuff. It's my favorite. It's really good. So yeah. good. Okay. Who is your favorite Disney character? Ooh, I think it would have to be... I think Cinderella, but I also really like Belle. Okay. I like Belle. That's why you love the Beauty and the Beast ride. It is. Beauty and the Beast has always been one of my favorites. So, yes. And what is on your Disney bucket list? So, I have two international parks I have not done. Mm -hmm. So, I have not been to Hong Kong or Shanghai. So, those are my two that I have left. And I can't wait to do those. Yes. I'm excited to do them one day. So out of the ones you've been to, the international uh-huh. Disney parks, what's been your favorite? Tokyo Disneyland by far. Yeah. So um, I've done Paris and I would say Paris is my least favorite of mm-hmm. all of the Disney parks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun because Paris is amazing. Right. But Disneyland Paris is my least favorite. Okay. But Tokyo Disneyland is Probably my second favorite Disney park now. I'm so excited. And if you're watching this on video, I just have to point out that I am wearing my Tokyo Disneyland resort sweatshirt that my brother brought me from Tokyo Disneyland. And Jess is also wearing her Tokyo Disney shirt. Before we started, we were both like, why are we not wearing our Tokyo Disney clothes? So we had to go and change. <laughs> we remedied that, though. Yes, so now we we're had good. a little wardrobe change, and now everything's fine. <laughs> okay, let's talk, like, start at the very beginning. What is the process of getting to Tokyo Disney? Because it's super far away. It is super far away. So... I knew I wanted to go to Tokyo Disneyland. Always, like I thought it was always a bucket list. And then I found out, so I turned 40 this year, and it's also Tokyo Disneyland's 40th anniversary this year. So I thought, okay, I would love to make that happen this year. Yeah. And I started looking at flights, and flights, I'm in Utah, so I would have flown out of Salt Lake International. And I was like, the first flights I looked at for June – or $2,000 a person. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, okay, probably, probably can't do that. Maybe my husband and I, but I don't know. So then I don't know if you've heard of flights from home. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have in Utah. They send out an email every day. I'm on like their premium list. And so they sent out one to Tokyo that didn't include June dates, which is when I wanted to go. But it was for this airline called Zip Air. The way mm-hmm. that they had it on flights from home was you would take a flight to LAX and then fly LAX to Tokyo on this airline called Zip Air. So I actually looked at that and it was it's kind of like a budget airline. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Spirit Airlines or some yeah. of those that you kind of have to pay for extra stuff. 
we got no um, meals on the plane were included with our ticket or anything like that. So we did wind up paying like an extra fee for baggage mm-hmm. and a meal and some of those. But even with that, our the, from LA to Tokyo was $800. And then wow. we used our Sky Miles to get to LA. So wow. I felt like that was, it was reasonable and it allowed us to get there. With we took our whole family, so that was my husband, myself, and my three teenage boys. That's really great. I feel yeah. like you can find much better deals out of bigger airports like LAX than smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. And what we did was we flew down the day before. Um, I flew down on a like a Sunday morning and spent the day in Disneyland with my youngest, and then my husband and my two older boys came that afternoon, and we just got a hotel near LAX. And left that morning. So it actually worked out really well for us. Yeah, that is. That's perfect. So mm-hmm. how long was the flight? So the flight going there is longer than coming back. So going there, it was supposed to be about 12 hours, but it actually wound up being about 11. So it wasn't bad. The airline that we flew, Zip Air, did not. They Their seats were comfy. Um, they were just as good as any other Delta flight I've done, like Delta International type flight, they were just as comfortable as any of those and actually had some like cool shelves that folded down from the seat that were good for your phone. And so I felt like it was a great airline. You just had to plan, okay, I have to take my snacks with me. Yeah. So you didn't purchase, did they have meals for purchase on the flight or did you have to just bring your own food? Well, they did. We we paid for a package. I don't remember how it was. That was included in the 800 that I said. Oh, okay. Um, but that paid for our checked luggage and a, um, and our meal that we had on the flight. Okay. What so, did they give you? Was it good? Yeah, it was like a curry with rice and it was edible. Yeah. It was plain food, but it was edible. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we flew to South Africa and when they brought out the food, my kids were like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. Just do the best you can and then eat your bag of pretzels that we brought. Yeah. 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 So that's good. So then on yeah. the way home, so you had no layovers. You just went straight to Tokyo. Just straight to Tokyo. I mean, I don't know where you would lay over in the middle of the ocean. It's kind yeah. of like basically ocean the whole way. So yeah, there are two airports in Tokyo. So this Zip Air only flies in flies into the Narita Airport, which is the one that is further out it's way in the suburbs so it did take us it took us about 45 minutes on a bus to get to tokyo disneyland and then we were coming from like the tokyo metropolitan area on the way out and it took us about an hour and a half to get there Mm -hmm. from tokyo so it was a little bit more of a trek but i felt like it was worth it to save hundreds of dollars yeah for sure so then how did you guys get from the airport to where to your hotel did you arrange that all beforehand or is it like uber how did it work we did not um on the tokyo disneyland website it said when you arrive at narita airport just find the limousine bus is what they called it counter mm-hmm. and take that and so i thought well yeah that's we'll what they say that. yeah i'm like if that's what they say then it's probably going to work so I, we just were like, well, we'll try that. If not, then we'll figure something out. You know, we'll get a taxi or something like that. But it actually was, um, it worked out really well. We found the counter pretty easily. It was labeled in both Japanese and in English. So we found it and they had like an English 
translation right there that said all the prices. And it was this nice bus that took, nice. you know, like just a nice tour bus. So it fit all of our luggage. We each had a checked bag and a carry-on bag. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have something that fit all of our luggage. And it dropped off several different points around Tokyo Disneyland and okay. took us right to the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, which is where we stayed. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to worry because that's such a, a worry and stress for people, especially when you're traveling traveling internationally. Like, mm-hmm. how do I get from point A to point B? That's stressful. So I'm glad that it was just smooth and easy. Yeah, it was smooth and easy. And I will say... um, I feel like traveling internationally is so different when you have a cell phone with Google Maps. Yes. Right? Because I I figured I'm like, either way we could get a train or something. Like there were lots of options of those things I had looked at before. Mm-hmm. So I figured we'd figure out a way somehow. But, and I just felt like that was comforting I'm, where I had something that could translate for me and something that could tell right. me which trains to take. And I think it would be so hard to travel internationally without that crutch. Yeah, for sure. And the Google Translate is huge. Oh, you can huge. You just hold it up and it tells you what signs say. I know. It's amazing, right? Yes. So amazing. So you guys stayed at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel. Is that what it's called? Yes. And does, does yes. Disneyland over there have more than one hotel? Yes. They have several hotels, okay. actually. Um, so the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel was by Tokyo Disneyland. Um, there's also, it's kind of like in, if you think of Florida where they have like deluxe resorts, mid resorts and value resorts, that's kind of how I would put it. Um, so Tokyo Disneyland hotel and the other one called Miracosta hotel, Mm -hmm. which the Miracosta hotel is by Tokyo Disney sea right at the entrance to Tokyo Disney sea. And the Tokyo Disneyland hotel is right at the entrance to Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. Those would be like the two deluxe resorts. Mm -hmm. There are a few like middle resorts um, that are not right at an entrance to either of the parks, but they're on the monorail line. And then there's a value resort that they'll bus you in. It's like a mile and a half away. Well, the Tokyo Disneyland hotel from your Instagram looked amazing. (laughs) It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Yeah. So pretty. It was so pretty. Um, Have you been to the Grand Floridian Hotel? I've been in it. I haven't stayed there, but I've been inside the lobby. Yeah. So that's, um, this will say my age, but you you know when you walk into the Tokyo Disneyland, or not Tokyo Disneyland, when you walk into the Grand Floridian, and I always am like, is Uncle Jesse from Full House (laughs) going to start serenading Aunt Becky from the balconies? (laughs) I forgot about that. That's exactly (laughs) the feeling that I had in the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel. It just reminded me so much of the Grand Floridian and the Uh style and like the inside particularly. Yes. That's so fun. Yeah. So you have had a room that could sleep all of your family or did you have to get a suite? Well, we had a suite. So it was a theme park view family suite. It was the only room I could find that could fit five people. Mm -hmm. So five is kind of a tricky number, especially when you have grown up size kids, Yeah, right? We don't have um, little toddlers. We can just stick in one bed anymore. So we had to either get two rooms or find one that could sleep all five of us. And this one was the only one of the Disneyland hotels that could sleep all five of us in one room. So when I kind of was looking around, I thought, 
we could either splurge on the hotel, which is more than a single room, but not as much as two rooms at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel or the Miracosta Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of like a fun, big blowout trip for me. Like we kind of really wanted to splurge. So we did splurge on that room. Um, we wound up paying with tax. We paid seven seventy five a night and it was a huge room. Mm-hmm. It That's had nice. Um, two bathrooms. One bathroom oh. had two sinks and the, the shower room was amazing. It was a full room that was the shower that had a tub in it. Um, and it was just massive. And then we had five beds and like I said, another bed, like another bathroom and it was just so nice. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, two bathrooms, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. And I, for like bang for your buck, I look, I actually looked today cause I was just curious. And in July, a, at the grand Floridian, just like a two queen room with a water park view is the same price. It was mm-hmm. like seven seventy five plus. You have to add on tax to that, right? So, yeah. so you got more for what you paid. Yes. Yeah. Did you feel like that overall when you were in Tokyo that your money went a little farther than it does here? Yes, absolutely. So the ticket prices in Tokyo, you are so cheap. So really? when we were there, um, I think we paid sixty dollars a ticket. Is nice. what we paid, uh-huh. and they don't do park hopping. So, I mean, technically you could buy a ticket for the other park, I guess, and Mm -hmm. pay one twenty in park hop, but we, we didn't do that. Um, but that's, it was crazy cheap. So I felt like that was a lot cheaper. The food was so much cheaper. Um, everything is in yen, not dollars, which obviously I can't do in my head. So at one point we got popcorn and, I thought, okay, 400 yen. I don't know what that is. But then I got the notification from my American Express and it said $2.86. Which is like a normal price that you might pay for popcorn, not a Disneyland price that you would pay for popcorn. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt overall is that the prices were, you know, normal prices, not Disneyland prices. That's really kind of refreshing, right? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel was a complete splurge and you can definitely find much, much cheaper hotels. So do you know how much the value hotel ballpark would be? I remember. I don't look, I don't off the top of my head. Um, There are several hotels that are not, you know, Disney hotels. There's Mm -hmm. like a Sheraton and a like a Hilton and stuff that are also, they're on the monorail loop, but they're not right at the entrance. Um, I looked at one of those just kind of trying to get a gauge of what it would be. And I think that I looked at those today just, and I think that it was like $200 a night ish Mm -hmm. for some of those. Nice. So So you really can go cheaper if you want to. Absolutely. I actually talked to somebody, I went to the dentist the other day and we were talking about how I had just gotten back from Tokyo Disneyland and she said, oh yeah, we went a few years ago. We found a Hyatt for $30 a night. What? Yeah. <laughs> so That's I, amazing. I mean, I think there's just really great deals and it depends on how far you want to travel and where you want to be, just like any other Disney trip. Mm-hmm. For sure. But mm-hmm. it definitely seems like it's more affordable than... I mean, I thought it would be. 
so yeah. far, what you're saying. I mean, the ticket prices and when you can find a great deal on flights, I think it's flights mm-hmm. that really are tough. I think so too. So, but I think you also might make it up in the cost of the the tickets and the rooms and stuff. You might actually make it up there. Mm-hmm. So it could be roughly the same as like a Disney World trip maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. to think about. Yeah, you really might even out. And if you if it does or it's not that much more, we should all be going to Tokyo <laughs> Disneyland and not Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Especially or if you want something different and you you're like, I've been to Disneyland, I've been to Disney World. I would like something that's a new experience. I think Tokyo Disneyland is is definitely that new experience. Mm-hmm. And not as expensive as everyone thinks it's going to be. Right. Now I'm so interested. I'm gonna go price out a Disney World vacation and then price out Tokyo Disneyland and yeah. just see. You I should bet share it's that with that everybody. I know, I will. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Did you have something? No, I, didn't I was going to say. No, I just was going to say. I thought it was interesting where we had such a like a. I think a room like what we had at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel at a deluxe hotel in Disney World would be easily fifteen hundred dollars a night. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So there's also like the value for the money. Like, mm-hmm. what do I want to spend versus, like, what do I want to get for for how much I want to spend. Yeah, exactly. That makes a ton of sense. So how many days did you guys spend in the parks? We spent three and a half days. So um, the way that it works, though, you don't have to make a reservation for the hotel necessarily. Like they sell a certain amount of tickets a day. But if you're staying at the hotel, they will always sell you a ticket for the parks. Okay, so you don't buy your tickets in advance. You just buy them when you get there? You can buy them in advance. And I kind of wish I had done that mm-hmm. just because it was, there was a little bit of a stress yeah. getting them when we were there. Um, but I kind of wasn't sure exactly. I kind of wanted to get there, see how we felt. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was really worried about the jet lag. Yeah. And so we got there on a two, we flew into Narita. Uh, we got there about one o'clock on a, on a Tuesday afternoon um, and so my hope was to buy a ticket. They have a ticket that is $35 that you can go in from like five to close, which oh, is nice. nine o'clock. But it was when we were there was nine o'clock. Yeah. So I was like, great, we'll just do that. I think, but we might be too tired. Like, mm-hmm. I just did not know how we would feel. Um, so I tried to purchase that one there on the, the app and the website and it would not go through. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish I had bought that one in advance because I could not seem to get the purchase to go through. So we didn't get to go in that night. Did you feel good, like well enough, not too exhausted that you wanted to go in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So yeah. I, we were really bummed that we couldn't. So we planned on having like closer to four days, but we wound up with three and a half. Because mm-hmm. you were going to do two half days? Uh-huh. And okay. then two. So like... One full day in Tokyo Disneyland and two half days. We wound up doing one and a half. And then two full days at Disney Sea. And how did you feel about that? Did you wish you would have had more or would less have been good? I wish that we had done the two full days at Tokyo Disneyland and Mm -hmm. one and a half at Disney Sea. Okay. So the way that I would explain it to people is kind of reminds me of Disneyland and California Adventure. 
where Disneyland just seems to have so many rides. Mm-hmm. And California Adventure has a lot of rides, but not quite as many as Disneyland. Right. So you feel like you're doing more things in Disneyland than California Adventure. That's kind of how Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea were. Okay. Where but, we just wanted more. Right. But Disney Sea's kind of like DCA has some really cool things, right? Oh, such cool things. So yeah. you never want to skip Disney Seas. No, no. And in fact, one of my coworkers, um, he's not a Disney person. You know, he mm-hmm. likes he likes Disney, but he's not sort of crazy like I am. And he said that when he went to Tokyo, he's like, Oh, because we've heard so much about Disney Sea. They made it a point to go to Disney Sea mm-hmm. because he'd heard it was such so amazing and so beautiful, which it is. Yeah. And did he like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really liked it. So, I mean, how could you not? I know. So I hear that Tokyo Disneyland is kind of the same as Disneyland. They have a lot of similarities, right? Yes. I actually would put Tokyo Disneyland closer to Magic Kingdom okay. than Disneyland. Um, they kind of used a lot of the same things from Tokyo Disneyland. Cinderella Castle is the exact same. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they use the same blueprints and everything. Interesting. Um, and you know how Disneyland has that cozy, not very much room kind of a feel. And then you go to Magic Kingdom and it's like there's huge area around the castle. That's yeah. how that's how Tokyo Disneyland feels. So it's more sprawling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how would you describe Tokyo Sea? Does it compare to anything or is it just all its own? It is all its own. So the idea is it's like an an adventure kind of a place. Uh-huh. Um, you walk in and um, everything is kind of um, like Mediterranean designs, like very ornate, very beautiful, very um, like European almost. And it's, there's a big, huge harbor as you walk in that there's a big volcano um, so there's not like a castle or anything to draw you in. It's kind of just like this harbor and you, you walk in and then it kind of like almost is like a Y mm-hmm. or a V where you can go to either side. So there's not like a, a distinct icon there, maybe the, the volcano, but everything is just, it draws you in because it's just so beautiful. And it's, is it supposed to be? I mean, there's no sea animals. It's nothing like SeaWorld. It's just no. like a Disney park set right on the side of the ocean, right? Right yeah. on the seashore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there are things, you know, rides that are themed to this, not like the ocean, but like there's a, um, like a journey to the center of the earth and a 50,000 or 20,000 leagues under the sea ride. And, you know, some of those things that are more like, ocean exploration or something like that but no animals no okay it's it's unlike any other disney park i've ever seen well i saw in your stories you guys were on these little boats kind of like autopia but boats (laughs) on the water like these little rafts that you were controlling we weren't controlling them they were all by themselves oh really Uh (laughs) uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they called it Aquatopia. I think they were like trackless ride vehicles uh-huh. in, the, in water. the water. Yeah. They were wild. That's so cool. So uh-huh. what was your favorite 
part of Tokyo Disney. No, no, no. Disney Seas. Disney Sea? Yeah. So I loved, it's called Mermaid Lagoon. And so what it is, is it's almost like the outside is mermaidy looking. It kind of looks like the the visuals from like Little Mermaid. From Peter Pan or more like Little Mermaid? More Little Mermaid. Kind of like pinks and blues Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you walk in and there's a big statue of Triton with like the dolphin Mm -hmm. um, horse type of a thing. And then you walk in and it's almost like you're going under the water Mm because it goes down and it's dark. And there's all these little kid rides and stuff, but it's so beautiful. I mean, just like all these colors and lights and you can go in Ariel's Grotto and see the Prince Eric statue. And so it's inside, but you feel like you're under (laughs) underwater. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And the outside of it was just so beautiful. And at night it sparkled. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. What about your boys? What was their favorite over there? Their favorite. They all liked Tower of Terror. That's at Disney Sea too. Uh huh. Yeah, but it's themed different. So there's a, let's see, what is it called? It's the American Waterfront. That's what it's oh. called. Is one of the sections. Um, you know how they have like different lands. Yeah. At the, all the Disney parks. So Disney Sea has different like water areas are kind of how they named. And so one of them is the American Waterfront, mm-hmm. and they have like a pier type area, and that's where. Midway Mania is. Okay. Um, and then there's also like a shopping district that looks like a downtown, like a New York street. And mm-hmm. then that's where Tower of Terror is. And it's themed to an old New York hotel. Very cool. Yeah. So the building looks the same, but it's, you know, brick and really decorated and stuff. So on the inside, it's not um, Twilight Zone themed at mm-hmm. all. So instead of lots of cobwebs and stuff, I said it looks like a Harry Potter hotel. Really? Just kind of very like, you know, the Harry Potter vibe where it's kind of like really decorative, Mm -hmm. really kind of funky, but also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. And so was the ride more like Disneyland's version or more like Disney World where it kind of drives you around the hotel for a minute before you go up and down? More like Disney World's. Okay. Right. But the, and the pre-show was amazing. Yeah. Um, There was this idol that disappeared. I mean, mm-hmm. it looked solid and then it disappeared. Uh-huh. It was absolutely insane. So what were the cues like? Were they really cool? Like they are at, you know, a lot of attractions at Walt Disney World or are they kind of boring and sad like Disneyland's cues? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depended on the ride. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like both of them. Um, when I'm thinking of the Winnie the Pooh ride, yeah, reminded me a lot of the one in Disney World without mm-hmm. like the interactive elements, you know, where they have like all of the story book pages and stuff. Yeah. So that was very similar. The Journey to the Center of the Earth ride at Tokyo Disney Sea, it wound around in these like crazy way. I couldn't make sense of where we were in line. It looked like you were in a cave, like it- this dark cave yeah and that's what it felt like too Mm -hmm. so there was that um yeah just like things to read like all the other cues and stuff at disney world so it was really fun so what about um 
Tokyo Disneyland. What was your favorite over there? Well, tell us about, um, I just want to say Sleeping Beauty. I know that's it. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Tell us about what makes that your favorite. Okay. So Beauty and the Beast is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that. That's one of my favorite Disney movies. So there, there is a little bit of a bias, but it also is just a really cool ride. So you mm-hmm. get, they're all trackless ride vehicles. Kind of um, like Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. they're, they're shaped like teacups. Uh-huh. And I think they can fit, I think it's 10 or 11. They can fit like four or five in a front row and I think six in the back row. So you okay. have two rows of people and you go into these teacups and then it kind of just like goes through the movie. But it's very, like the animatronics are really great. And the the music is all the same. So you go into a room with like the Be Our Guest scene and things mm-hmm. keep popping out. And yes. there's like champagne lights and it's just really fun. And then mm-hmm. you go into the room where and they're singing. Um, there's something there that wasn't there before, that yes. scene. And then they fall in love. But there's uh-huh. this scene with the transformation where the beast turns into a man, it is the most incredible thing I've seen in a Disney ride ever. Well, you put it on your stories and you said, if you don't want to see this, skip over. It's a spoiler. And But I watched it. I wanted to see it. And it was so <laughs> impressive. And it was just on a video what I saw, but it was so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, because it looks totally like he's the beast and he's solid. And then all of a sudden it disappears and there's a, a man there. Yeah. So... And then you go into the ballroom scene. So you're going around and the music is playing and they're dancing and it just was so good. It was so good. That's so fun. So what was your boy's favorite? Because I imagine that wasn't their favorite. No, I'm trying to think what their favorite. My oldest loves Disneyland a lot Mm -hmm. and he really liked Small World. Okay. Because it was so, like all the characters that were in there, there were so many more characters than the like one in Disney Disneyland. characters? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's Hercules and Merida and her brothers mm-hmm. and Elsa and Anna and Mowgli and Baloo. Like just wow. a whole bunch more that there were. And it was it was just beautiful. And the outside of, of Small World was all colored. And it was the exact same design as Disneyland. But the colors were, you know, pastels and just... It's so pretty. Oh, I bet that was pretty. Yeah. That's so fun. So mm-hmm. were there a lot of rides that were similar? I mean, they have Haunted Mansion, but it's a uh-huh. totally different story, right? Not there. It is. I think it's in... Is that in Hong Shanghai. Kong? It's in Shanghai or Hong Kong that it's a totally different story. Okay, so that one was the same in Tokyo Disney. Yes. I mean, it looks exactly the same as Disney World. Yeah. You know, like okay. the, yeah. the brick one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much exactly the same. And did they have pirates? Was that they, the same? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it still has the wench scene. Oh, really? They haven't traded it for red. Oh, interesting. I wonder mm-hmm. if they will. I don't know. Yeah. And they do still have Splash Mountain. And it is not, at this point, changing to Tiana's Bio Adventure. Oh, that's interesting, too. So people yeah. can still ride Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they want to. Yeah. So I felt like I had my last splash at Tokyo Disneyland. <laughs> You totally did. That's really yeah. cool. So what did they, did they have anything that was different that you don't find in Disneyland or Disney World? Yes. So they, one of the funny ones was a Baymax ride. Oh. So it's the same ride system, 
as Mater's Junkyard Jamboree uh-huh. or um, Alien Swirling Saucers in Hollywood yeah. Studios. Yeah. Um, but it's a Baymax ride. And it had the longest lines. Like, uh-huh. I'm looking at it and being like, why? Like, that, that's like why? a filler ride yeah. in, in both, you know, Disneyland and Disney World. And so finally, we actually didn't ride it because we kind of were strapped for time. But I said, I'm going to go and look and see what is so fun about this ride. And it has the funnest song. Did it? That, yeah, you'll have to look it up and listen to it because um, – it's just like this happy song. I think they call it the happy song with Baymax. And the idea of the ride is Baymax is helping you become healthier because he's making you happier, which makes you healthier. And the people in line were like dancing. There's like one guy going like, you know, shaking his (laughs) hand above his head. and Everyone was just having the best time waiting in line to this song. That's so fun. Yeah. Well, I put off, I mean, I went to Disney World a ton without riding the alien swirling saucer because uh-huh. I thought it just looked silly. But when I finally rode it, I was like, man, this is a lot more fun than it looks. So yeah. maybe mm-hmm. Baymax is the same. Yeah. And the uh, people in Japan love Baymax. So do they have a system like Genie Plus or FastPass? They have. So they have a couple things and then they have something else that I have heard is coming. So we'll kind of go through all three. Okay. So they obviously have standby lines and that mm-hmm. was what is the main thing. They also have something that is um, premier access. Let me make sure I'm giving you the right. Yeah. Per- Disney premier access. And that I would say is the closest to an individual lightning lane with, you know, the genie plus system where you're right. paying for each ride. It's a higher cost and you don't have to do it for every ride you go like per attraction mm-hmm. yeah but i wonder so, does it is it for all attractions or is it just it's select not, ones? it's not there's three in disney tokyo disneyland the beauty and the beast ride the happy ride with baymax and splash mountain okay. and then there's four at disney sea which is soren journey to the center of the earth tower of terror and toy story mania okay. and the just like all the other individual lightning lanes it varies the Beauty and the Beast ride, that was always the most expensive. The mm-hmm. other ones were a little less just depending on the ride. Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. And we did it for a couple of rides. And I did feel like it was very quick when we did it. And was the cost comparable to what you would pay for an individual lightning lane at Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. I think Beauty and the Beast wound up being roughly 20 bucks a ride. Yeah. We did that one time. Um, and then we did Tower of Terror once and it was like 12 okay. a ride. 12 and a person. so how were the wait times, did you they, feel like, overall? So we were there a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And the Saturday, I felt like the wait times were way higher mm-hmm. than any of the other days. Um, otherwise, it was just like any other Disney park. They varied throughout the day. Yeah, I had downloaded the Tokyo Disneyland app you know, months before and had kind of been watching. So I kind of had an idea of where we needed to go first and Mm -hmm. some of those things. I did feel like they were pretty accurate on the wait times on the app. Yeah. Um, And just like any other ride, like they peaked kind of in the, or not any other ride, any other park, they kind of peaked 
early afternoon, tapered off toward the end of the night. Right. Yeah. And so what is the thing that you heard is coming? Is it like Genie Plus? It is, what do they call it? Priority Pass, which sounds like it's going to be like kind of like old Fast Pass. That mm. it's like a free skip the line service. Nice. For the rides that don't have the Disney Premier Access. Okay. So I don't know how that will work. They are, from what I've heard, they haven't started it yet. Yeah. But I did hear that is coming, which is sounds like a great perk. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's mm-hmm. just for people staying on property. They'll do something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't think they've released too many details. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually one other um, thing that you can do, and sometimes you have to do, which is called an entry request. Uh-huh. So for some of the shows, you you don't just go and wait and get in. You put in this entry request, and it tells you whether you can go to a showing of the show. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a virtual queue. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to do it at a certain time. You just okay, put it. Just do it whenever. Uh huh. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell us about the entertainment. What was that like? Did you have time to do any of the entertainment? Mm-hmm. So we did several things. So let's go through Tokyo Disney Sea Entertainment and then Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. So Disney Sea, they had some like little shows and stuff here and there. We didn't do those. Um, we did do there is a kind of like a show slash attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how like Mickey's Philharmagic yeah. is a show slash attraction. You just right. go and wait for the next one. Um, and it was like an Aladdin show, like a genie, like uh, starred the genie before he went to Aladdin. So oh, we did fun. that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, I will say that show was tricksy because it was all in Japanese. Oh, yeah. So, so you didn't really know it was happening. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you can tell a lot by what you're seeing and experiencing. Yeah. But there were times that people were laughing and I just thought – I don't, I don't know why know. you're laughing. <laughs> so that one we did. And then the nighttime show at Disney Sea is called Believe Sea of Dreams. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely amazing. So, you know, a couple hours before the show, they had a big tower that came out into the harbor. Oh. In the middle of the harbor. And it had like some rings at the top of it mm-hmm. um and it was just black but during the show it you know lit up and sprayed water and did all these things and then they would have these barges come out that had video they were kind of like oval shaped uh-huh. and they would have video on all of the sides of them oh. and they could move up and down so they would get taller or shorter they had platforms that came out of them that would have characters wow and so they did like classic disney songs and movies and you know and stuff like that so it was so beautiful it's hard to even describe in words Mm -hmm. how amazing it was and how definitely worth your time Mm -hmm. yeah and we actually paid for the the premiere access for that as well Uh so we made sure we had a good a good seat for that one. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So that and was how, fun. How much did that cost? Do you remember? Less than $20 a person. I think I want to say that for all five of us, it was like 83 Yeah. 
So whatever that would be a person. Mm -hmm. So that was the main things that we did in Disney Sea as far as entertainment. Um, I know there were a couple like other Mickey Mouse shows that were Mickey and some of the characters dancing and stuff that we Mm -hmm. we kind of just chose to skip those. Yeah. So and then in Disney Tokyo Disneyland, there is a really fun parade, a daytime Mm -hmm. parade um, that is called Harmony in Color, and it's just beautiful and it has lots of fun characters like hero and baymax and the zootopia characters and it even has baby kevin's from up like little baby birds yeah it was really it was really fun and people lined up crazy early for the parade and i saw in your stories that people bring stuffed animals like piles of stuffed animals and set them up to watch the parade with them like yes 30 stuffed animals yes it was i mean i think the one picture i bet the person had 50 that is just so different than america yeah so different so like i said the saturday that we were there was the busiest and saturday morning we got in 15 minutes early so they have a happy entry for people that are staying at certain hotels so we had happy entry so we got in at 8 15 and then the general public was able to get in closer to 8 30 um and there were people for the 2 30 parade that were already setting up they i don't know where people got them because i tried to find them but they would have these plastic mats that they would lay out Uh and they would sit on their mats and Starting at 8.30 for the 2.30 parade. Wow. And not just a few people. Tons Tons of them. And then they would put out their stuffed animals. It was wild. What do they do with their stuffed animals all day? Do they put them in a locker? Or do they, I mean, how do you haul 30 stuffed animals around? Some of them, it looked like they had just brought like a big duffel bag. Uh Um, A couple of them, I think that they had like, they had hooked their animals using hooks or safety pins or whatever to like a bag or something that they could display so they could do it more often. Seems like it was a regular thing. Yeah. And these aren't just kids. Like adults have tons of stuffed animals too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most of them were Donald Duck. (laughs) Is he super popular there? Yes. So we were there during Donald Duck's birthday. Oh, wow. And so at one point I looked at the line to meet Donald Duck and it was 200 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> and people were dressed up like Donald Duck. I had no idea he was such a thing in Japan. That's crazy. Yeah, it well, was really funny. I just still can't get my mind around. I mean, I can barely bring what, like my wallet and my uh-huh. sunscreen to the park. I can't imagine trying to bring in a duffel bag with stuffed animals. That just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind too. Yeah. yeah. It so was crazy. really funny. But so cool to see like uh-huh. how different people in different parks do things. Yeah. Yeah. And also for the parade, it was really cool because um, they had it set up. So the people in the front always sat and the okay. people in the back stood. So they had the the parade viewing was you know, probably like six to eight rows deep in every spot, but people were very kind about it and sat down and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. That's nice. So yeah, it was nice. 
And then do they have a big firework display like they do at the other parks? They they had one that was special for the 40th anniversary, mm-hmm. but it wasn't big. Okay. And it wasn't, I think it was probably five to ten minutes long. It was really short and it wasn't like projections or anything. Mm, just fireworks and mm-hmm. music? Just fireworks and music. Yeah. Um, they did have, we unfortunately did not see it because they had to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we didn't make it in the one evening we were hoping to. Yeah. And then the other evening we were there, they canceled it, but it was the electrical light parade. Oh, that would have been cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really, really bummed that we did not see that. So yeah. instead what they did, they called it dream lights uh-huh. and it was just four, four parade floats that were really beautiful and they just sang and had characters on them and yeah. stuff like that. So kind of like a little nighttime cavalcade. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Um, they also had, we went and saw like a stage performance mm-hmm. that was called Mickey's Magical Music World. So that was one of them that we did the entry request for it. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. Again, it was kind of hard to follow because yeah. it was in Japanese. But uh-huh. the but I would go and see that one again, even in Japanese, because the theatrics of it were just incredible. and. They had, you know, monkeys dancing on poles and uh-huh. people coming up from all different directions. And it was really cool. And that's probably a good place to take a break, too. Okay. Like sit and – no, not us, but like oh. at the show. <laughs> you're like, Jess, you've talked for a long time. <laughs> I meant like when you're at the parks and yeah. you need a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was really hot in Tokyo and very humid. So did you go during the summer for them? Do they have the same seasons we do? I have no idea. Does it get really cold there? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, we went in June and I felt like I was going to Florida in June. Oh, okay. So it was very hot, very humid, very sticky Mm -hmm. all the time. So yes, it is a nice time to take a break. So funny. <laughs> well, what about food? Let's talk about food because that's huge. It is huge. I wonder if I would starve if I went there. I wouldn't starve, right? There's no. lots of. Did you like the food? I loved the food. Did you? I did. I did. So, um, we. So we did a lot of our breakfasts at the buffet at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, mm-hmm. and it was so good. They had a variety of things. And you don't have to be staying at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel to go to the buffet. Oh, okay. Anyone can pay and go to it. And they had American food. They had cereal and stuff. They had pancakes mm-hmm. and waffles. They had salmon and rice. And I mean, they had one of the biggest varieties of food I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That. And I think anybody could find what something that they liked there. That's good. So yeah, it was absolutely delicious. And then we ate all of our meals pretty much in the parks. And we just sort of found a whole bunch of stuff that was just different. There was a Queen of Hearts banquet hall. I remember that from your stories. Uh-huh. It looked amazing. Yeah, and it was great. So we had flank steak with mashed potatoes there. Uh-huh. 
And it was delicious. One of my kids got salmon. My husband had like a meatloaf mm-hmm. thing. And so then they had all these really beautiful and delicious desserts. So that was really fun. Um, I think one of my favorites was there's, it's almost like an American coffee shop. Uh-huh. And they sold curry. Yeah. I think you probably saw it on my stories. And the rice was in the shape of Baymax. Oh, yes. I remember. It was so yeah. cute. So it kind of looks like Baymax is taking a bath. So if you like curry, <laughs> I think you would love that. It was it was really good. That's so cute. So and another point we had um, like noodles with chicken and mm-hmm. stuff. But also my kids had pizza mm-hmm. at one point. They did not try what was it? Mayonnaise and roast beef or something. Mayonnaise and something pizza. They did not have that they one. They had a pizza like that? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that gross? Yeah. We all were like, no. 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 Um, so we that was really fun. Like we we could find a lot of different food. Um, one of my other favorites was a little Mickey, like a bun type thing that had chicken in it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bow bun. It was kind of in the shape of like a Mickey life preserver. Yeah. To kind of go, it was in Disney Sea to kind of go with the the theme, the water theme, and it was special for the 40th anniversary. Yeah. And it was absolutely delicious, just like this, like, you know, bread with chicken inside of it. Well, it looked like you guys had a variety. Like you tried a mm-hmm. bunch of new stuff, but then you also found some familiar things uh-huh. to eat too. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I did see a popcorn flavor that you tried that looked terrible. It was like a shrimp and <laughs> garlic and garlic and shrimp. It? Yeah. Oh, so gross. <laughs> so they that was one of the things that before we went, I thought I want to try all the different popcorns because it just looked like a fun Think yeah, they had they have tons of different flavors at the different carts, right? Yes, we had you know caramel popcorn, but also berry cheesecake and mm-hmm. um, soy sauce and butter, garlic and shrimp. You know what else did we have? I don't think we got the black pepper one, and I'm kind of bummed we didn't because that yeah. would have been a fun one. But so yeah, what was just, your favorite? How was the garlic and shrimp? I did not like it, but yeah. My very picky 13-year-old thought it was the best popcorn he'd ever had. That's so funny. (laughs) He was like, this is amazing. And it had the longest line of any of the popcorn carts. So interesting. So maybe your 13-year-old knows. He knows what's up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that was really fun. And at only $2.86, we felt like we could get popcorn wherever we wanted and whenever we wanted. Oh, yeah. and there was a honey popcorn across oh. the, across from Winnie the Pooh. Cute. That sounds yummy. Yeah. So for dining, was there a lot of quick service? Was there table service? Did you have to make reservations? We did not make – well, okay. I made one reservation and canceled it for a dinner. Um, I, it seems like it was more of an adult place. It was called Magellan's. Mm-hmm. Very fancy Japanese food. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be more expensive. And so I had made those. And then when we got there, we were like, we want more quick service places. Yeah. So we will just cancel that and go other places, Mm -hmm. which turned out to be a good option. Um, We also made reservations at the Teddy Roosevelt Lounge that was on a ship. Oh, is that on Disney property? uh Uh-huh. Oh, cool. It's on what's called the Columbia. And that the reason why that one was great 
we had like sort of little snacks and stuff, mm-hmm. some fun little desserts and stuff. So it wasn't really food, but mm-hmm. they had really fun drinks mm-hmm. and they brought us as much water as we wanted. Was so, it hard to get water there? <laughs> not really. I mean, there are vending machines everywhere. Yeah. So as long as you have, they only take cash. So as long as you have yen. Oh, okay. Then you can get, and it's reasonably priced. It's not like a $6 soda like in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, you know, like a fifty for a water or whatever. Uh-huh. So, but it was just nice to sit and have somebody bring us water at yeah. that point. And it was just really cool place. My husband loves Teddy Roosevelt too. That's so. cool. I didn't even know they had that. Very yeah. fun. Yeah. And so do then, they have mobile ordering? No. no. So a lot of places in the app, um, you can see wait times for dining because mm. a lot of them they called buffeteria style. Oh. So you, but I would think of it more as like an actual cafeteria mm-hmm. where you Not go. Not a buffet. And, no, but you get, you get a tray. Yeah. And you go through a line and they have the dishes prepared on plates and you just kind of point at what you want to get and they hand kind it to like you. Kind of like how Pizza Planet used to be. They used to yes. do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. So there were lots of places like that. So then you'd have to wait in line to get to the to the place where you'd get a tray and it'll say, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of a line on That's, the app, which yeah. is really nice. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I wish they'd do that for us. I know, right? Instead of just having to go and see how long the line is. I know. I guess we do have mobile ordering, though. So Yeah. I did miss mobile ordering. But I also liked being able to see things and decide what I want. Yeah. Because you just don't know until you get there. Kind of see it in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on your stories, I saw you showed some of the bathrooms. And they looked so nice. They were Tell so us about nice. the bathrooms. <laughs> they were so nice. I think I put one story. I was that I said I am in the train station bathroom. Like this should be the nasty train station bathroom, and they were so clean and <laughs> so nice. I was amazed. Um, yeah, everywhere we went, the bathrooms were great. But specifically in Tokyo Disneyland, they had some amazing things. So you would walk in, and it would there was a motion detector that would sense that you were in there and start playing white noise inside the stall inside every stall to help you kind of relax (laughs) to help you go (laughs) to the bathroom I guess um and then every toilet had a bidet which Uh I know that's not like an American thing but I love a good bidet (laughs) I think they're fantastic so that was nice they all all the ones in Tokyo Disneyland had, and even a lot of other places had the little child care seats. Mm-hmm. So you could put like your toddler in the little seat. And they also had little like seats for little kids to sit as well. Oh, yeah. So they were yeah. like, attached to the wall. So you could put on a little <clears throat> child size seat on top of the toilet. That's yeah. amazing. Because yeah. how many times have you sat there and held your kid yep. on the toilet so they don't fall in while they're terrified? Yes. <laughs> No, it's so true. And even most of them had like a, you could clean the seat with foam before you sat down if you wanted. Wow. They were just, they were great. And I loved as a, I only have boys. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of this point that like, at least for me, where my boys were like, I want to go in the men's bathroom because I want to use the urinal. Yeah. But they're like too little, but all the women's bathrooms had a urinal and a little tiny sink for them. Oh my gosh. I love it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. And everywhere we went, so after we left Tokyo Disneyland, we went to Kyoto, 
and then spent time in Tokyo. And everywhere we went, the bathrooms were just pristine. Nice. So clean. Man, you don't hear that about a lot of other places. No, you don't. <laughs> so that is good to know. Um, what What about the language barrier? Did you feel like it was a problem at all? I really didn't. The only time I did, like I said earlier, the shows were a little bit trickier because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit harder to follow a story of a show or get jokes when you don't understand the language. Yeah. So um, that was the only part that I was like, oh, I don't know that I'd do that again. But everywhere else, um, everything was usually in English, right? And my teenager made a joke because my husband said, he was like, you know, we're not hearing things in Spanish like we do at Disneyland or Disney World where they say everything in English and then they say it in Spanish. And Mm -hmm. my son said, we are the Spanish. (laughs) <laughs> because they would say everything in Japanese and then in English. And then in English, yeah. Yeah, so the joke was that we were the Spanish <laughs> because we were the foreigners. Yeah, so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. So all the rides are in Japanese. There's kind of a combination. So Small World, they sang sort of half in Japanese, half in English. Mm-hmm. Um the, even the Beauty and the Beast ride that I loved so much, they sang in Japanese, and I was singing the English versions in my head. Yeah. Um, Pirates was all in Japanese. So I think it kind of depends on your tolerance for not understanding what people are saying. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to convey, especially if you're only watching a video and your only experience is the sound. Yeah. Because the ride is so, rides and experiences so much more than just like what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. It's what's happening around you and the way the ride is making you feel. And the whole experience is still there. And yeah. I didn't realize until I had gone to Japan, especially where I can't read the characters. Yeah. Um. So I had no idea what people were saying or reading or anything. How much you actually get from gestures and just other things like that. Yeah. Body language. mm -hmm, Exactly. And everybody was very kind. All of the staff at Tokyo Disneyland was kind. Um, When we went outside of Tokyo Disneyland, we managed just fine by, you know, they could tell we were obviously American. Mm -hmm. So they always brought us an English menu and we would point to what we wanted and they usually knew the words in English and they'd say, Oh, you know, this you want, you know, chicken ramen or yeah. whatever it was. And they would say what we wanted in English because they knew those words. Uh huh. So that's so nice. Mm-hmm. So good to hear that it wasn't too hard to get around. Yeah. Yeah. And we used Google Maps a lot and Google Translate, had some funny Google Translates. There was one that, um, we were at this ramen place that you almost ordered like a, this was not in Tokyo Disneyland. This was in Tokyo. Actually it was in Kyoto that you would order from like a vending machine. Uh huh. And so, but we couldn't tell what it was. So we got out Google translate and the ramen said, like the translation said, thank you for looking like a chicken and a pig. And so we're like, <laughs> Oh, pork ramen. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, my brother went to Tokyo Disneyland and he uh-huh. brought me home this tin 
And he's like, they're filled with cookies. And I was uh-huh. all excited. And so we open up this tin. There are these individually wrapped cookies, I thought. And they were so cute. We open them up. We all pop one in our mouth. And then we all just spit them out because they were like soy sauce, like fishy oh. flavors. And we were expecting something sweet as a cookie. Uh-huh. So we had to get out Google Translate, hold it up to the labels, and I'm like, "This, these are not cookies. These <laughs> are something totally different." It was so funny, but so easy so with funny. Google Translate. We should have done that first because yeah. maybe if we weren't expecting a cookie, it would have been better. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, and one thing. I wanted to know is merch. Did you buy, like, what did you buy to bring home? Did you buy tons of stuff? I did buy tons of stuff. Um, when I bought, I have a Baymax pan that you make like 3D Baymax pancakes, the shirt that I'm wearing. Uh-huh. I bought a couple pairs of ears because the mini ears were $12 there. Nice. So I bought a couple pairs that I hadn't seen anywhere. I bought, um, so for the 40th anniversary, they had, banners all over Tokyo Disneyland just these cute pink banners and you could buy the banners so I bought um a banner that I could like just one you could buy them that they could hook them together and make like a garland but Uh I just bought one just kind of to remind me myself cute what else did I buy I bought a bunch of stuff and I did a giveaway on my Instagram that's fun so but I kind of gave away the same things I bought. I Oh, I, yeah. I bought a little purse um, that matched one of the pairs of ears I had that was like mini ears with a bow. Cute. And that was only like $15. Yeah. I mean, the merch prices were just unbelievable. That's so fun. Yeah. It's nice to have reverse sticker shock. It really was. <laughs> but then there were some things. Um, there were keychains everywhere. Little mm-hmm. stuffed animal keychains everywhere. And those were more expensive than the mini ears. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like Disney finds what's popular and raises the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Did you feel mm-hmm. like people were wearing mini ears like they do at Disneyland or Disney World? They were, but not to the extent mm-hmm. that they do in Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It was funny. So one of the things that I took with me was a hat that had, you know, like Mickey ears on it. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cute, but I kept getting weird looks (laughs) from Japanese people. Like, what is this weirdo wearing? (laughs) So, and then one day, our last day there, we'd gone on Splash Mountain. My hair was all wet and I was so hot. And I was like, I need to just pull my hair back. And instead of, um, I couldn't find a, like a hair tie. So what I found was a little, like something I could, stick in my hair to hold it back and it had yeah. Winnie the Pooh on the top. I had so many people that it's so cute. And they complimented me so much on the funny little Winnie the Pooh thing that I had. <laughs> Rather than the hat I thought that was really cute. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Yeah. It was really funny. So do you have any plans to go back? Do you think you guys will go back or do you have other places you want to go? I have other places I want to go. Yeah. But I don't think I'm done with Tokyo Disneyland either. Yeah. I think I'll go back. They are adding new stuff to Tokyo Disney Sea. So they're adding the Frozen, 
and Peter Pan. And like a frozen land, right? Mm -hmm. And a Peter Pan land. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Mm. I'll have to go back and see those at some point. You're going to have to. I mean, I don't have a choice, right? Maybe for their 50th when it's your 50th. Yeah. Maybe that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Well, now I'm just dying to go to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. Sounds amazing. It is so incredible. And I don't, I just think everybody should know that it's fun and it's accessible and Mm -hmm. just, it's amazing. It's so fun to have a cultural experience in addition to a different Disney experience. And so good for your kids too. Traveling Mm -hmm. internationally is so good for kids Mm -hmm. to just see different cultures and how people live differently than we do here in the United States. It's so valuable. Yeah. And you know what? I think that my oldest could have navigated himself around Japan just as well as my husband and I, because there were several times he would be like, I think this is what you guys are looking for. Mm -hmm. And this is where we want to go, mom. And he Mm -hmm. was really helpful. Yeah. So it was really good. Well, I've been asking my kids, if you could go on any vacation, where would you want to go? I'm thinking within the United States. Uh And they were all like, Japan, we want to go to Japan or Tokyo Disney or all those things. And I was like, okay, guys, scale it back. (laughs) Let's think like in the United States. And all of them were like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, come on, guys, give me something, <laughs> something cheaper than Japan. Maybe something a little bit less. I know. Like, how about yeah. Disneyland? They're like, eh, I guess well, if you want. We've been there, but we'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we got to save our pennies and go to Tokyo, Tokyo Disney. I mean, if you need a guide, I'll go and be your yeah. guide. If I be have perfect. to. <laughs> you might have to. that would be so fun well thanks for coming and chatting today did I miss anything the only thing I think we didn't talk about that I just thought about is Mm -hmm. the monorail and how cute it is oh is it different yes so it's um the windows are mickey mouse shaped and when you go inside the like handles that you hold on to are mickey shaped as well (laughs) and it's just really cute that's so fun. Yeah. And you have to pay for the monorail. It's part oh, of like, really? this, yeah, it's part of the like subway system for Tokyo. So interesting. So even if you're staying at one of the Disney hotels, you still pay extra for the monorail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to walk like from where we were. I would not have wanted to walk to Tokyo Disney Sea. It would be like walking from the top of Disneyland, the very back of Disneyland, to the very back of California Adventure, Mm -hmm. around the edge. Yeah, especially in the heat. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're walking all day anyway. Yeah. So it was cheap. It was not expensive. It was like less than $10 every time we rode it Mm -hmm. for five of us. Yeah, not per person. Yeah, not per person. Nice. So So, exciting. Now, man, I don't know if this was good for me to talk to you. Just don't let you want to go. Don't let your kids listen to it so they don't want to go even more than they do. Well, you know what would be really a lot cheaper is if I went without them. I mean, I'll I'll go and be your guide. (laughs) I don't know that they would ever forgive me though if I went without them. But it'd be a lot cheaper. It would be a lot cheaper. It really would. They eat a lot, so (laughs) I'd bring them back a sweatshirt. Yes, you could. 
<laughs> They'd be like, thanks, mom. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for nothing. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it was so fun to chat with you. Thanks for taking the time to come and tell us all about Tokyo Disneyland. You're so welcome. Fun. I'm always happy to talk about Tokyo Disneyland now. I love it. Well, make sure you follow Jessica over at Nerdy Disney Jess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out. Go follow her and... Do you have a highlight of your Tokyo Disney stuff? Mm -hmm. I oh, do. Good. I have, yes. I have like each day highlighted. And even when we went out to Kyoto and Tokyo, I have a bunch of that stuff too. Yes. So go and watch those because it's really amazing. So yeah. amazing. And it's hard to describe in words some of the things. You just have to see it. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, Melissa. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jess for all that amazing information. I had so much fun talking to her. I could have talked to her all night. She's just the best and she has so much great information. So if you are not following her already, make sure you go and check out her Instagram. She shares a lot of cool stories. Plus she has some saved highlights all about Tokyo Disneyland and she's really great. So thank you so much, Jess. I appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm going to go work on more apricots. It's going to be so great. Don't forget to enter my 100K giveaway. I hope you win. And let's see. I think that's it. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.